This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello, I'm David Marlson from the Evening Standard. Follow the leader or hit subscribe and you'll get our news analysis and commentary every day at 4pm. Give us a rating whenever you get your podcast too. Now... From the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. It's been a miserable year, but it's ending on a high. The MHRA has formally authorised the Pfizer vaccine for COVID-19. This pandemic has caused so much grief and so much loss, but we're now a big step closer to the end of the tunnel. For so long we've been saying that if a vaccine is developed then things will get better in 2021. And now we can say, when this vaccine is rolled out, things will get better. The UK is the first country in the world to give the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine the green light. It'll start being issued next week. But getting the vaccine out to everyone who wants it will be an enormous task. Our health editor, Ross Lydell's with me. Ross, how's that going to be done? It is going to be a logistical challenge, to put it mildly, and uh, it's even a logis- logistical challenge for the NHS's uh, massive PR army to tell newspapers exactly what's happening. Sadly, as well, there's been something of, uh, I don't know if it's a conspiracy of silence, but certainly there's been a de- marked reluctance from our friends in NHS London to tell us exactly how it's going to happen. But what we do know is that there are seven London NHS trusts that have been earmarked to become vaccine hubs. And these include the Royal Free in Hampstead, uh, guys in St. Thomas's, St. George's, Croydon Hospital, and so on. There seems to be a gap at this present status in West London with no major trust in West London. But basically, there'll be three different ways to get the vaccine. One will be via the hospital set up to administer it, but they'll primarily administer it to their patients and their staff and then move on to the community. Secondly, there'll be mass sort of vaccination centres and two in London were mentioned today. One was the XL Nightingale Hospital in East London and Docklands and the other one was Epsom Racecourse. And the third way of getting it out is through GPs. And what's expected there is that essentially in sort of local hubs or town centres, each a collection of GPs will come together, choose one surgery that's perhaps better than others and has more space to deliver the vaccine. And you'll be able to go along to a, a nearby surgery, probably within a mile or two of your home to get the jab. Ross, we are the first country in the world that's going to be putting this vaccination out into the field so to speak. Some people are concerned 
that it might not be safe. But that's one of the other key messages that doctors and the government are trying to push out, that this has been, despite the speed at which it's been done, this has been thoroughly tested, hasn't it? That's right. The head of the MHRA, the UK's medicines regulator, uh, was very clear this morning saying that no corners have been cut and she is absolutely sure this vaccine is safe. This recommendation has only been given by the MHRA following the most rigorous scientific assessment of every piece of data so that it meets the required strict standards of safety, of effectiveness and of quality. Her opinion has been shared by many, including Matt Hancock, the Health Secretary, who this morning said that he would be happy to have it live on air with Piers Morgan for company. And if that doesn't scare you, then I don't know what will. But there's certainly no reason to suspect the safety. And there may be a degree of soreness in the arm when you get the jab and possibly a slight fever for a day or so. But there's no serious untoward incidents have been reported in these trials. Around 20,000 people have had this and nobody has died from receiving this vaccine. So Matt Hancock doing the media rounds this morning, he seemed very pleased. Uh, This is the moment when the corner might be turned, but still going to be a while. It will be a while until everybody is vaccinated and probably realistically Easter onwards. Uh, It does seem, though, that there will be several million uh, doses available by the end of the year. What's obviously hoped as well is that within the next 10 days or so on, the MHRA will then approve the Oxford vaccine, of which we've ordered 100,000 doses. So there's a long challenge ahead and it will take time. But the... um, The good news is uh, that there is light at the end of the tunnel, or as the the head of the MHRA said today, basically, they were already at base camp, ready to climb the mountain. And by confirming that the Pfizer vaccine today is safe, they have now reached the top of the mountain. There's more from Ross in the newspaper and at standard.co.uk, where we have comprehensive coverage of the vaccine story. Now. Scenes from Wild Wednesday when London was unlocked. Restrictions lifted, life can resume under the rules of Tier 2, so get your scotch eggs or whatever if you're going for a drink. Evening standard photographers have captured images of people out shopping, hitting the gym, even outdoor swimming in December. Clearly, many in the city have missed what used to be those taken-for-granted activities. David Ellis is the editor of our Reveller pages, where you can find the best restaurants, bars and events in all of London. And David, until this year, your entire job was about going out. If anyone knows what's been missing, it's you. Well, I mean, I don't want to say that I I desperately missed restaurants, but I was in one at 7 o'clock this morning, uh, as soon as I could be. I think, you know, for me, when I was sat at home... I suddenly realised what I really, really missed was that sense of being around other people. And that's what I've heard from my friends and family that I've spoken to. It's that sense of community that you get in a restaurant. You might not know who else is there, but you might get a little bit of their vibe, whether that's sort of overhearing a joke and enjoying that or, God forbid, you know, when there's an argument going on on the table next to you, it's drama, it's excitement, it's just being part of something. One thing I realised during this this last lockdown, and in the one previously, you know, I cut out the drinking, I upped the exercise, I did all the things that I think I should do, and still I felt a little bit empty. 
I know that sounds sort of quite dramatic, but I, I did feel like something was missing. And I suddenly realized I was just missing all those things that make me happy, which, you know, whether that's sort of stumbling around Soho or getting dressed up for a nice dinner date, it's that feeling of just having a sense of occasion. And I think across the city today with lockdown being lifted with the news about a new vaccine there are probably a lot of people giving a good sigh of relief today and i feel like there's a lot of optimism around but not quite within the hospitality industry they seem to be bracing themselves because this is far from over from that sector is it you're absolutely right i think the news this morning is obviously uplifting as you say but i think that these businesses are absolutely on their knees i cannot overstate how close to collapse so much of the industry is we've obviously seen it this week in retail with arcadia and debenhams but we're going to see it with the pubs bars and and restaurants closer to march um that's when the next wave of rents uh rent is due that's the next quarter and so for a lot of those places they will disappear then they might be able to tough it out through december but if they don't get their christmas income that could count them out. But of course, David, the government is giving some support. Those wet lead bars, some of which we've featured on this podcast, are getting £1,000. Is that enough? There's no other way to say this. It is an insultingly low figure. It may as well not have been given. Uh, to you and I, £1,000 is a lot of money, but to a pub at Christmas time, it's tuppence. Pubs typically turn over thousands of pounds uh, every day during the Christmas period because, as I just said, it, it, it's what sees them through the rest of the year. So this £1,000 really isn't going to make a dent in everything that they owe, whether that's to the breweries, whether that's to a landlord, um, whether that's to the council. There is money flying out the door at these businesses and £1,000 won't cover anything. So the message is probably, as long as you do it safely... Go out and have a pint for your country. <laughs> I couldn't put it better myself. You just need to make sure you've got that substantial meal on the side. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash reveler for advice on what to do now that you're allowed out again. And that's the leader. We're back tomorrow. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.